again and we're back again with our beautiful phenomenal good friends Johnny Matzaball our good friends from Shamrock Sun Shamrock Sun this episode this very episode the what eighth it's episode eight now yeah the eighth and final episode <laughs> still the final uh, this one's brought to you by Shamrock Sun uh, I could tell you I can tell just you this, John. Only you, but I'll tell our, our listeners too. Uh, when I go to the shore, personally as a pale ginger male, uh, pale ginger male, I never remember to stop at the pharmacy to buy sunscreen, and I always end up looking like Larry the Lobster, red, sunburnt, pain, pale, delicious ginger, if del- dipped in butter. Yeah, really. Actually, that's one of my biggest. <laughs> Great on traits. a hot dog bun. Oh, uh, that's probably that's probably one of the truest things you've ever said. Uh, but I go to buy sunscreen and I always end up looking like Larry the Lobster. But with Shamrock Sun, I will be getting their big ass bottles, TM, of sunscreen delivered right to my door via subscription. I mean, does it get any easier than you come home after a long day and there's just sunscreen right at your doorstep, staring at you, smiling People are at calling you. it the Netflix of sunscreen. I've heard that. I've heard that. And Blockbuster was uh, whatever that sunscreen was with the little girl's butt on it. What was that called? Uh, Coppertone. That always weirded me out. No uh, good. Don't do that. How many butts are on Shamrock Suns? Zero. But you can cover your butt in it. It's a big-ass bottle. Wow, that was all came full circle on accident. <laughs> all that being said, you can buy a single bottle. You can get it delivered every month, every three months, every six months, or even just once a year. Think about how many times you've had to run out for sunscreen, or even worse, gone without sunscreen. Aloe vera, how you doing? The Legacy Sunscreen Companies, aka Big Sunscreen, much like Big Pharma, much like the big banks, no bailouts, make tiny tubes that always seem to give out at the worst time. But that does not need to happen anymore. No more. Shamrock Sun. So go, this is the end of the read that I have here, but go to shamrocksun.com. <laughs> you only it's got always good when you send the rest of the read over. <laughs> only send half the I'll read. pick it up from there, Matt. Let this is just rip. good synergy. And you can go to Shamrock Sun and get yourself. Matt, now, would you say 1% off is a good deal? It's good, but I wish I could just have like what 10 times could, that. I was just going to say, what if I could give you 10% off? Would you get the crud out of here? That's right. You can get 10% off your order at Shamrock Sun by using the code IDIOT. That's IDIOT, all caps. If you don't know how to spell IDIOT, you are a fucking idiot. You're so right. there it is, baby. That's Shamrock Sun, 10% off, code idiot. Use it. And we're back. Episode eight. Episode uh, eight. We're coming to you live from the living room. The smash pad. The oh, I don't know what you'd call this place. Smash. Apparently you'd call it the smash pad. No, like Zach's half of it is the smash pad. Yours is the, you know, Probably the devout lily. boyfriend. A lot pad. of people call it the lily flower, my side of the room. Oh, the lily pad. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's better. Lily pad. Just How did like, you not come up with that one? The I lily used, flower was right there. I use tampons, not pads. So we're coming back. I'm uh, I'm heavily hydrated. Uh, coming off of a weekend of being hunkered down sick with the family. With the family. Uh, all three of us, the baby, the wife, and I, all sick. I started just trying to do push-ups to get through the weekend. Oh, there he is. And then I started jokingly calling us SEAL Team Sick, which. <laughs> 
I want to be perfectly honest with you, might be the best joke I've ever written. It's up there. I probably stole it. It's probably been used a million different times. Yeah. SEAL Team 6 was in full effect. I did did push-ups to get through the weekend. Yeah. It doesn't show. Uh, I've never felt weaker in the chest. Yeah. Both cough, cold, and yeah, I, I walked in here with three... Containers of liquid. We had an energy boy. We had a bottle of what? And, uh, what and uh, we're going back with the back to this episode one throwback, the throat coat tea. Throat coat now tea. with echinacea. Bang bang! And folks, you might be saying, I hope John didn't wink at you when he said that, but unfortunately, <laughs> he did. I don't think you can say a word like echinacea and not wink at somebody. That I actually played a basketball with a kid with that name. <laughs> echinacea, echinacea Johnson. Jones, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. You can fill in what he looked like, everyone. Yeah, you can guess. It's really big Indian kid. Um, yeah, but coming off of being sick, I, uh, not, it's, so not sick enough where you're going to get it or listeners, you're fine. Should be okay. Um, I don't know if you know how illness works. It doesn't travel through the airwaves yet. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Thanks. COVID, uh, Delta four may, who knows? Um, that was like the big worry. I thought I had COVID for now the third time. You had it three times? I, I've had it once confirmed. You and I had it at the same time sure from mouth up. kissing. That's right. And, uh, I think I had it. Right before, I'm OG COVID, really. Um, oh, these before guys, it really, Before COVID hit the scene, I was into COVID when it was like on vinyl. I was collecting it. That's might not even be so going. Good. But yeah, I had COVID. Uh, I was in California, like right before, when there was just like inklings and talking of, yeah. oh, there's this thing in China. I landed in California for work and like we got off the plane and there was enough people in masks that weren't Asian that you were like, oh, something's different. Yeah. And uh, I spent a weekend there, and oh, I spent a week, had to spend the weekend, and then ended up going to San Diego, which I was supposed to continue for like another week of work. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't leave the hotel room for three days. I was like hallucinating. I yeah, was, dude. it was, I don't know, I was. Edibles, yeah. Yeah, I wish it was edibles. <laughs> if it was edibles, that'd be great. Like, I need to take it back a Some few days. milligrams. But, so I'm, I'm going to say I had it then, then I definitely had it, and now I don't know if I just had it. Who knows? Ah, but, but they say when you get the vax, it can't be that bad. There's a quick call for proof. Well, yeah, I'm going to rub it damn, in I can't stop. Ears. The worst part of this one is, and again, I don't think it's COVID, but my ears have been really congested, oh. so I haven't been able to hear anything. Is that waxy? No, it's not. That's like the, I guess, like your nasal cavity when it swells. You know, like ear, nose, and throat's all connected. Oh, the doctor, Head, yeah. shoulders, knees, and toes, that sure, whole thing. yeah, there it is. And I never knew that joke. Nice. <laughs> ears, nose, and throat, I guess, are all connected. So, like, when your sinuses are clogged up your ears, it's like you're on a plane. I have that feeling oh, oh, constantly God, for the past dude. four days. Yeah. So, like, it's been the best relief. Like, when that clears, oh, it's oh, like a, it's an eargasm. Do you do a, a nose pinch and then... Oh, like a push. So I've been, I've been doing like jaw click. Yeah. That's really been. Do that in public. It looks like wah-wah, it yeah. looks like I have Tourette's now. Yeah, dude. But yeah, that's been like the worst part of it. And on top of that, I already have terrible hearing and I have, I have tinnitus also. Yeah. This I've is just that. the I I it's tell you John's my Allen ailments. Yeah. <laughs> you hit thirty five and you get conditions. Is it tinnitus or tinnitus? Uh, so the doctor I went to is across the street from here. Okay. Um, he said it was tinnitus, and I said, "Can I say tinnitus?" He's like, "I don't care. You can yeah. say whatever you want. <laughs> Get out of my office. You don't have anything." Also, just, why are uh, your pants off? Um, <laughs> just, as long as you pay the copay, you can call whatever you want, big dog. It, so tinnitus for the the layman that doesn't know is just basically you have a low humming in your ear at all times. You don't notice it until like you're in total silence. Well, I've thought, and I've, I'm glad you brought this up. I think I just have always had this. 
it's when so, I heard about it, I was like, oh, this is not something that people have. It's way more common than like people think. I mean, it, it affects, as a survivor, as a battling <laughs> yeah. survivor myself. Yeah, sure. We don't have a ribbon on the back of a car. Like, we don't get not any, yet. any, Some spots, you know, I think, like handicap type spots. I don't think there's a single 5K that's for tinnitus. No, I, I don't think so. I'm going to be running towards tinnitus research. Yeah, and just be a lot of people like just looking for what they think is a bell in the distance. Yeah. But nope, just a buzzer. But, but I really thought that this like a common thing. No, so, and I, it was funny. They were talking about this on some other podcast I was listening to, and they said that no, no one knows what tinnitus is until you watch uh, the movie The Hurt Locker, I think it is, and they talk yeah. about, like, when a bomb goes off, and then oh, those people yeah. lose. So it's basically your ear loses that pitch for all, like, you can no longer hear it, but yeah. it, I don't know, horrible explanation. That was great. But basically, it started to affect me. Like, I, was, I would always hear it, like, when I was going to bed, if it was totally silent. Yeah. Um, it started to affect me when we had the baby because she would scream and it would like reverberate in my ear. Yeah. And I would just get these like searing headaches. Right. Like right off the bat. And I was like, well, I can't leave this kid yet. Brutal. Legally, I think. Yeah, well. Well, I guess you can. There's ramifications. You left her in the car outside, right? She's so like, I took the second option, yeah, and I went to the tonight. doctor. It was leave kid or go to doctor. Yeah. I was like, let me at least check the doctor. But like they do the hearing test. Have you ever done a hearing test like back in school? Oh, yeah. Which I'm still convinced that they're... Yeah, that's just ASMR. We're now an ASMR podcast also. We're going to slowly open stuff later. Welcome to the Handsome Idiots. And because we don't know how sound levels work, that still probably was so loud. <laughs> Which we want to apologize for a couple weeks ago in the Zach Cummer episode. We realized how loud our burps into the mic were after we also listened to it. Oh, I don't know who we is. I have no apologies. You're welcome. You get a clear burp right into your ear canal that sounds like the gates of hell opening. You really lucked out, especially if you, you know, if you're listening to it with a friend and you go, I love the idea that like maybe like one of our comic friends is trying to like put us on, and they're like, hey, my had my girlfriend listen, and they're like, why did you um scream into the microphone yeah. at minute twenty two? Actually, ironically enough, if you listen to that episode, you also now have tinnitus. So bam, bam, full you're So this episode is brought to you by tinnitus or tinnitus uh, depends on who you voted for. Tinnitus doesn't sound it doesn't have the the grip to it. Tinnitus is I like, actually uh, yeah, but this morning is is not as good. I think tinnitus. Tinnitus sounds like a character getting Tinnitus a phone sounds call like another kid from your basketball team. <laughs> from my girlfriend here. I'm going to let John vamp while I send a text message. Tinnitus and Echinacea were the one and two on your travel basketball team is what I'm going to assume. <laughs> Tinnitus, his parents would give Echinacea a ride to the games when Echinacea's parents were at work. Um, I'm going to keep vamping on this. Tinnitus would never pass the ball to Echinacea. Okay, we're back. They would Sounds like we saved it, folks. I couldn't vamp for eight seconds. I mean, you just go full racial as soon as I you vamp. No, that's on you. I, that, I assume Tinnitus and Echinacea were very nice white men. Tinnitus, Echinacea, and Vamp are all, vamp, all That was the one, two, and three punch. United Nations basketball team. Uh, I don't know. That makes me realize there too is I don't think I could do a solo podcast. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, I think I could like crank out a quick like seventeen minutes of just unlistenable garbage. But the people like I don't think do we know any like Philly people who do a solo boy? Solo was that the only solo one I can think of that's like Philly related is Matt McCusker has a like a side podcast off of Matt and Shane called Psych Naw, Yeah. Where he just reads and explains uh, psychology stuff. It's actually pretty cool. Well, I guess Chris Wood is a... Is oh, Chris Woods is, yeah, 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 yeah. And, oh, shit, that's like the most intricate. But his is also like not outlined. I mean, oral presentations, if you've never listened to it, go listen to it. Amazing podcast. Yeah. Amazing guy, Chris Wood. Uh, his is like outlined at least, because he does like a shit ton of yeah, research he's got, like, for every episode. theme and... I don't think I could just do like a free-flowing thought podcast. One, I'd be worried about what I'd say. Yeah, dude. Because if I get lost talking to myself, it 
not that it would be like it would be it might get too deep like yeah i might I find some new stuff out about myself Especially that i don't want to know with, like no producer and you're just alone in your room speaking out loud first of all your neighbor's gonna be like this guy's gotta go on a watch list and yes yeah. like and at what point do you go yeah that's good enough like I, yeah, I mean well can you imagine if that point is like an hour and 15 minutes the level of like psychopathy narcissism <laughs> to be like i talk for an hour and 15 that'll hold these people over uh, i'm glad that you and i do this podcast together because at least like to my friends and family, I can be like, I get together with somebody for once a week and talk to them just and we hang. play it out. Yeah. They could never listen, but if I was just like, yeah, I talk into a mic once yeah. a week and it's funny, they'd be like, oh, we're very yeah. worried about like you'd have to like start painting your fingernails and like really leaning <laughs> into what a psychotic person you are. Although, painting your fingernails, Johnny Matzaball, I know you're probably in your late 40s, early 50s. That's a cool thing with the young kids these days. The Males, men. The male pharmacist. Pharmacist. God damn there it. He is. I can't talk. The male pharmacist. Pharmacist is also who, the UNT. <laughs> pharmacistonly.com. Um, <laughs> the male pharmacist that just uh, gave me my, we can talk about this too, my steroids. Bam. So the doctors thought that they were like, not are you not sick. We just need you to get jacked. jacked Here's four days of steroids <laughs> to get you yoked. <laughs> He uh, he had painted nails. They were like a nice, uh, like a deep blue, a, the farm a, a midnight blue. Nails. Yeah, maybe an obsidian blue, if you will. That's a nice a little sparkle to it. Yeah. Uh, How old did he look? Would you guess? He was in his twenties, I'd assume. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, he it was it was interesting to see. It it wasn't anything you're like Ew, it just caught you off guard. It's for just a so weird. I guess it's not weird. I don't know. I like. I, it's so funny that like. The irony that I notice when a guy has painted nails, but my girlfriend will give me shit for 15 minutes that I didn't notice that she got her nails painted. Like, <laughs> if I see a guy with painted nails, I'm like, whoa, that's... And I don't even think I have negative ideas about it. I think it just catches you off guard. That's the thing that sucks, too, is, like, when somebody does something out of the ordinary, yeah. it it is a thing where it catches you off guard. It's not weird. But then people get mad that they're like, oh, you reacted to that like it was weird. Yeah. It's like, no, it just... It's not a thing I'm used to seeing. You can agree it's abnormal. Like, but then you all... see, once you've seen 10... Say in this case, you've seen ten people in public with men with their nails painted. Then it's become a normal thing. You're not as like yeah. startled by it anymore. Yeah, and if I you think, see it, oh, I don't think abnormal means bad or weird. I think it just means like it is not the norm. Yeah, it just catch you off guard. And you know what is the norm nowadays? Nowadays, we're diving into it here. <laughs> we are sponsored by CNN. We're sponsored uh, by sponsored by the norm. Well, you know who's not? You know it's not the norm. Pa- paper white, pale skin, and red hair. But baby, do I ever rock it? And nobody ever gives me any simp. You know how many people say, oh, I feel so bad you're a ginger? I don't understand 40% of the things you just said there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on a I'm going to assume sympathy was the simp part. That's right. But isn't it also like if you're simping for something, is something different? Yeah, it's another young this term. Is, I, there are a lot of things I always want to ask you since you're the younger, 10-year younger generation when I hear something and I don't want to sound old. Yeah. I'm like, I'll ask Matt when I see him. Yeah. What is simping? I think simping is just like a... <laughs> well, the, the funny part of it is... I know with all the progressive stuff that uh, um, like is, exists nowadays, especially in the relationships that younger people have, it's so funny that simping is a negative term, but in reality it just means like being a decent guy to women. It's basically like <laughs> if you like a girl and you're like trying to tell, hey, I think you're really pretty, I'd like to take you out, like that's being a simp. So it's really just like kind of like forfeiting over. So what's like, it short for? What is simp? I think it's just S-I-M-P. Like I think it's just like that is the term. Okay, so it's like the opposite of a pimp. Like, man, that guy's pimping. Oh, like, that could that be something. Oh, I wonder, what would simp be short for if that's simple like and easy? No, simple nice. plan. So, oh, as a guy who grew up in the era of uh, pop punk, I can go for some simple plan. I actually never really liked the simple plan. No, nah. I'm, I, I, I think I stopped listening to anything new, and I'm still stuck in that pop punk phase. 
yeah. still love it. But all right, back to simping. So yes. you could say like I simp for my wife just because I like her. Well, I think if you're not, I think simping, and this is what it really boils down to, if you're not having sex with the girl, okay, but you are doing this and that, buying her flowers, doing all that, that's simping. So it's like a friend zone thing. Kind of, but I, I don't even think, like, I don't, I, I think the male perspective is it's like, oh, this guy's a pussy, he's a simp, but like for a girl, I imagine they'd be like, he's really nice to me, and I'm, yeah, I'm feel good. treated nicely. <laughs> yeah. I get a home-cooked meal once a week, he listens to my problems, well, we it's cuddle. good to know that, uh, what's the term, the machismo, toxic masculine is still existing <laughs> in the young generation. So... Would you say there's anything you simp outside of like your? Can you simp for things other than girls? Like, can you? Oh yeah. So what would you say you simp for? I don't Dude, know. I, if I'm, like, I feel like I'm not using the term right. It just feels wrong. I think so. I, I would say every drunken message I've sent to a comedian that's going in Philly, and I'm like, can I open for you? Can I host? Oh, uh, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm realizing now as I simp to yeah. a lot of comedians. Oh, dude, I mean, like promoting their podcast when they've never even heard of me before, and I'm like, listen to Tuesdays with Stories, and it's like, this guy's a fucking pussy boy. Oh, I'm just now thinking back to like. DMs in my... They're all drunk ones. No, the worst is like, so DMing to see if like you can get on a show or something. Now, like if you have enough connection, like I DM'd Ryan Foster, whose show I did two weeks ago. And I was like, hey, could I possibly do the show again at Grape Room just to run my set before my next round of Philly's Funniest? And he was cool about it. So I was like, I don't look at that as like, that wasn't as crazy for me. But then for hacks, I also have, I blasted out emails to so many people that have gone unread. Yeah. And it's almost more painful knowing that it's just sitting in their inbox unread yeah. than if I had seen it was read or if they like I asked we were talking about Matt McCusker before with yeah. uh, Psych Nah. I just reached out to him as like, Hey, I'm doing this golf show, it's Philadelphia comedian base. I just wanna see if you'd do it. And he very nicely was just like, uh, you know, golf's not my thing. Thank you though. I was yeah. like, Okay, cool. cool. That was perfectly fine. But if he just left it unread or seen, yeah. and I'm thinking now of like all the people I've sent him out to, and it just, I, I don't delete it because I want to at least have that train of yeah, thought. Yeah. But then again, there are some where I've reached out and uh, we did the episode with uh, Tim Butterly and Mike Rainey from Dad Meat. Yeah. They immediately answered and couldn't have been nicer. They, were, they addressed me as if they knew me and yeah, stuff. Dude. So I was like, okay, that... I simped very hard on that one because yeah. I'm a fanboy of that. But you're them. like, that's like, you're, pro, you're trying to, like, give you the thing you put together legs. Like, you're trying to, like, reach out to people that are names that would get other people to right. watch it. I don't think that's... And which it is nice. Like, the, the responses I do get are from people that produce their own stuff also. Yeah. They at least have, like, the... Not at least, but, like, they'll be like, hey, I know what you're trying to do. It's tough. Yeah. I also have to... It made me appreciate a lot more, like, people booking shows right. and putting shows together. It's crazy. Booking anything. It's like... Because with that, I mean, if you're booking a show with eight comics and two drop off, you can yeah. still do the show. But if you're booking like a, a headliner, a feature, and an opening act, and two people drop off, you scramble. Terrifying. To find, yeah. That, oh, my God. I now see that with like just trying to get two people to go out and have fun and golf. Yeah. It's just like timing things out, making sure it works for both of us. Right. Like, I, I, I have a lot more respect for... That being said, if you listen to this and you book stuff, book us. Yeah, just book <laughs> us, dude. Seriously, we're good Please. cute kids. We got we decent We can do acts. okay enough at comedy for... We won't... I'll leave it at this. We won't do terrible. You put five <laughs> people on the lineup, I guarantee we're not the worst. At least second to worst. At the most. I think. I think. Worst. I think our baseline is. I think our ceiling is second best, and I think our baseline is second to worst. Any five people too. You could be like Bill Burr, yeah. Seinfeld. Th- that's the thing. Mark Norman, bring Carlin back from the dead. Yeah. And Cosby. I'm probably gonna do better than Cosby now. That's what it is, and that's how we <laughs> roll. That well, I mean, Cosby's got a killer. Would you? They were asking this on one episode too. I was listening recently. Would you? 
Bill Cosby somehow okay. has your number and yeah. hits you up. And okay. I'm not gonna do the impression, but he's he's like, hey Matt. Uh, <laughs> somehow that's funny. Hey Matty. Hey Matthew. <laughs> Uh, don't know if you're familiar with me. It's me, William Cosby. Sure. He's a, that'd be funny if he came out of jail and he's now William. Yeah. I've seen some of your work, yeah. Um, Would you like to do the show? Okay. Yeah, right. God, it, was, it was eating me inside to not do the voice. But all right, so he calls you up and he's like, I'm I'm going to try to run a set at, say, Soul Joel's, where you've worked yeah. before. Joel somehow okay with Bill Cosby being there. <laughs> okay. And he's like, I want you to, to host. Are you doing it? Dude, you know what? Shit, that's actually a great question. Because I think the easy answer is no. But, because, well, that's the thing. Okay, so, like, let's, okay, so you host a big name. First of all, what kind of draw will he have there? Like, let's say it is Soul Jules. So we're staying up the Soul Jules thing. And in this ideal situation, somehow it's not people buying tickets to go to protest him. Let's yeah. say it's, if they don't even announce it's him, and it's just a comedy crowd there, Oh. Only you and him know he's going on. Let's yeah. say that. Like, you do the show. It's a great show. And you're like, guys, 10 minutes left. I want to bring somebody out that wants to run something. Yeah. You don't even say his name. Let him walk out. But then you have to possibly deal with the backlash of it later. Well, so that's what it is. So I think the thing that makes you hesitant to do it is obviously it's, that's not a useful credit. You could be like, hey, I opened up for a rapist. Which probably more comedians could say that they don't know that they have. Yeah. That's besides the point. Uh, so I think you don't get a lot from it, but boy, is it a good story to be on a lineup with Cosby and be like, I had a good set. That guy fucking ate it. Like it's, to say yeah. you fucking It's one up. I don't think I can answer the question, but I can tell you if I turned it down, I would forever kick myself for not doing it. I think I'd do it, yeah. I think I would do it just knowing that I could not justify it to people, but I could say like, Hey, this is something I'm pursuing. Yeah. He's a guy that, and they always say, like, take the art and the art, like, look at them differently. Yeah. He crossed the line of, like, what you can look at, like, the yeah, artist I mean, and the yeah. art. And, like, but I don't even know how to put it into words. It's like, yeah, you'd have to take that chance. Well, if you're hosting, though, you get to shit on him if he has a bad set. You can That's true, and be yeah. like, what a snoozer. Wish he would have put us to sleep beforehand. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, and if you... Yeah, you could just rip into him for his cloudy eye for yeah, everything. Like, what yeah, even so that is a good it? point. But yeah, it's like you can't bury him before he comes up. Because what if he comes up and somehow, somehow he has a set that everyone's like, "Hey, man, despite what he did, yeah, uh, I know, he yeah. like Louis has kind of redeemed himself." Now, not to put Louis and Bill no, Cosby in the same bucket, yeah. but both canceled comedians. Yeah, Louis has done a great job of slowly and quietly coming back. Right. So it's like, could Bill Cosby somehow do that? Also, I don't. I, I think wonder, he's. Yeah. And also, he's like eighty-one, and can barely walk. I'm pretty sure when he got out, they he went in like not able to walk, and then they showed him when he was out, and he like he posted it was like a selfie. He had this stupid sweatshirt oh, on. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't, and it's one of those people like I can't hit follow on Instagram. Yeah. Just my morals won't let me. Yeah. But I'm gonna look up his Instagram probably once yeah, a yeah. week and see what he posted. And it was just like, happy balls out of me. Yeah, it's like it was just a selfie. Just, did you read the comments underneath of it? Uh, like, I got like 20 in. And they're all positive. They're all, all like, good positive. to have you back. They're calling Mr. Cosby. Good That's to have what you I'm back. curious, too, is like, how much is it being moderated? Does he have a team of people just sitting Dude, there? Dude, imagine those are Russian bots fucking <laughs> championing Bill oh Cosby to divide the United States. That's the crux of our nation, is Bill Cosby's release. Well, here's yeah. an even, so that's a fucking great question. But I think it probably becomes easier because he is such a piece of shit and like a convicted piece of shit, really. 
Yeah, but there's like, there are courts that have told you you're yeah, a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. It's one thing to be like public opinion hates you, but right. like on record, there's documents that like well, you're a terrible human. Here's the question. So Louis, we said like Louis was just <laughs> was predatorial, was creepy, but technically didn't do anything. I don't. Know. I don't want to get too into the weeds on it. But there's, there's no legal, conviction, right? Yeah, there's no legal end of his. Here's the here's the great Crystalia. That's a, I think we talked about it before too, and it's weird. Like we not getting into like the what he did. Yeah. But it's like yeah, there is no there. There's nothing like well, as of right now when yeah. we put this out, no court has made a ruling on his actions. Right. Oh, no, he's good. He's clear. Oh, he's clear. They had the the fucking horrific. Like a he went to court for it. Uh, no, they dismissed the case. The girl dropped okay. the case. Yeah. Well, that one. There was yeah. also a lot. The most of, recent one where it came out about like child and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like th- that got dropped, but there's still that exists. Like there's still that documentation out there. Yeah. All that being it's said, tough for him though, because like that kind of he he is enough of a following that I don't think he'll. I don't see him really going back to stand-up. If he does, not anytime soon. Yeah. But he has enough of a following where he can continue to make Patreon money and... <laughs> you know funny. what I mean? Yeah, oh, of course. Like, he Brian definitely... Callen was the same thing. Now, Brian oh, yeah. Callen went back to stand-up after everything because he also kind of... I don't think he got off on all of it, but he leaned into it and said, like, now, whether he did or didn't do what he was accused of, Yeah. he said, I didn't do it, I'm sticking by that, and he just kind of kept living his life how right. he was he lost a lot you know like I was sorry, he lost he definitely fucked him a lot of stuff but he, but I he think still going, enough of a, he just did helium yeah. a week or two ago. I mean if you genuinely believe and I'm not going to weigh on whether or not I think they're good or whatever but if you genuinely believe you didn't do anything I think you come out and you're like that's fucking not true like that's that's not true I don't believe that I'm not stopping working right but I actually watched a video that was just kind of like a cool like PR video where basically the guy just goes through and says like what Crystalia did in terms of his response by going quiet was wrong what Callan did was right the going quiet is like an old method yeah. where there wasn't the internet where you could go quiet the right. news cycle passes you by and you're good but there's no more news cycle passes you by yeah because you still go on Google you type in Crystalia first thing that comes up is Right. All the awful charges and shit. Right. Yeah, you can't... I mean, you can... That always amazes me when people can scrub the internet of stuff. Yeah. Like, there are some people that have that ability, but I think that's, like, you gotta have yeah, money. you gotta have money. But the the funniest thing about the Delia shit is, like... I mean, not the funniest thing about him. <coughs> if he did come back to stand-up, like, he still has his fan base, but, like, he would definitely have to tour different. Like, he can't, he oh, can't yeah. do a show in Seattle. He can't do a show in, like, Portland. He just has to do, like, non-woke But, cities. dude, he's got to go to, like, Huntsville, Alabama and talk about Supreme to fucking dudes with cowboy hats. But and you're like, going to find, like, as much as, like, you think your crowd, like, their crowd isn't going to be somewhere, there's going to be a pocket of yeah, 100 no, yeah. people that would come out to see them. He, like, I, I think he could sell out a theater, like, tomorrow. Probably. You know? Which is crazy. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's interesting. It's... So you would you would host for him, right? Would you do it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I also think it's like you can't be attached to the people you're working like. Yeah, you're unless you went up and you were like, I'm a huge fan of your headliner. Right. Like, he's my favorite comedian. You just you're another comedian working, doing your thing. Yeah. I don't think too many people now. Granted, cancel culture is going to go after you probably right. somehow, but like I don't think unless you also have something to be canceled for. Like, yeah, you can get by on like I'm not a supporter and also you I'm, go under the guise of like I'm just looking for stage time and just, I'm, I'm not gonna working, turn down yeah. fucking that's like, what like uh, Brian Isley a regular at High Note always had that thing where he was like burn down I, 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 my goal is to like burn down every stage I'm ever on like yeah. tear it down I'm really whiting this up but like yeah. 
kill it on every stage possible. Yeah. So it goes to that mentality where you're like, if I'm also going to be that person that's like, I'll kill in a bar or I want to be able to kill in a theater, yeah. I also need to be able to work around weird, uncomfortable situations. Yeah. So it's like that getting comfortable being uncomfortable mentality that makes you better. I think that would really test yeah, that. Yeah, that would be real Because do you just completely do your set and you don't like pander to everyone's thinking about who's coming on? That's the other thing too is yeah. if somebody's going to see somebody that has like big – like a big – negative thing it's like it's just a cloud around them yeah are they even paying attention to your opening set or are they just like i'm just gonna eat my wings and sip this drink knowing that i'm really here to just see, see Louis. Or i'm really here oh, to see about, okay yeah. whoever's headlining like i'm here to see crystalia i don't yeah, care I don't what think this guy's if you're hosting there. for him and his audience you're not gonna go on stage and be like right you guys ready for this alleged breakfast <laughs> like, yeah. you're not gonna like like it's gonna be <coughs> you'll do your shit i wouldn't even talk about it. like i've hosted for some like names and like I don't do anything referencing them in like my hosting act. Right. Like I'm not gonna go. You gotta do your job regardless. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really just like going up there, getting them warm, and then be forgettable, and you're good to go. Yeah. Not forget. Yeah. But either way, this is true though. But I think that's tough. Like if you open for anyone with a following, that's where you're like, all right, these people came to see that person. Are they like when you when we were joking about you flubbing Mark Norman's yeah, name? Yeah. My point was, I was like, I don't think anyone even heard it because they just knew yeah. who's coming up. We heard it because we were there to critique you. Right, yeah. But it's like, how many comedy goers... Like, I can say before I started comedy, I went to see a lot of comedians where I was a big fan of the headliner. Yeah. But I loved all of stand-up so much that I was like, I'm going to pay attention to all these other oh, people. Yeah. And it's so funny, too, how many times people are like, oh, I went to go see so-and-so, who was one of my favorite comedians... And the feature did way better. Yeah. And Inside Baseball, for anyone listening that's not a comic, that's probably because the headliner was probably working on some new stuff yeah. or is tweaking some things. Also, probably did double the time that the feature did. Yeah, it's hard. So you got to see that, that feature do their best 25 minutes yeah. that is sculpted and is like really fine-tuned as opposed to a headliner who's like trying out some stuff. Or right, like, right. That was like, you said you just saw Brian Regan yeah. and he did some stuff from his special. I feel like that's not very common if someone's already released the special. Yeah, that's very And they're common. still doing it. Yeah. I mean, I put like, kind of funny you said that. Like, it was cool. Like, I mean, I guess I've started to like force myself to like not just doing open mics. I think it's important to like go to shows even that you're yeah. not on them, especially headliners and local clubs. So it was kind of funny like putting yourself in the audience and it gives you like, it made me feel better watching like somebody who's like Jake Matera go up and host. And like Steve Rogers, who this is the very name funny. drop podcast. This no, is where we tell you, no, no, this is where we just tell you all the names. We, yeah, we know. We these, know these. We've googled. Well, these we don't names. really. I mean, I don't think I know any of them personally. But either way, like, but they both go up, had great sets. But it's so funny that like being in the audience, I realize like the audience is like, okay, but when does Brian Regan go up? No matter how well you're going, right? They don't really understand how comedy works. They don't like. They're, they're, some of them are kind of like, why is this guy here? Oh, now this guy's going up. Why isn't Brian? Yeah, going there's up a lot yet? of people like if you if they're it's their first time going to a comedy club, yeah. they just assume you go in, you see who you want, and then but they don't do the factor in the like. Oh no, we're paying twenty five dollars. We're yeah. not going to just go see forty minutes of someone talk. And dude, like you know what's even funnier, and that's you're exactly right. It gets to a point where like they don't like when you come up. They'll bring you up and they'll go like, give, and this is not like Soul Jules doesn't really happen, but I've had it happen at like other shows. They'll bring you up and they'll be like, give it up for your host, Matt Peoples. 
sometimes they don't know that the host is a comedian. They right. think you're like a host. Like yeah. you're going to go around and be like, how you doing? Good to see you. Like just kind of right. like make conversation, talk about the club or something. Well, then you start doing material. Oh, you know, it's weird. I took an Uber here. And they're like, why the fuck is this guy yeah. talking about <laughs> his Uber to us? I don't know who yeah. he is. Like, so that can even be a thing, which is like not a fully aside, but like I used to host a quizzo night, not bragging. <coughs> and uh, nobody would bring me up. But they, the whole promotion was that I was a comedian doing a quizzo night so I riffed during the audience and, and a lot of them went well but some of them you'd go up there and I'd grab the microphone and I'd be like hey how you guys doing I'm Matt Peoples and I would say I'm a comedian from you know Philly South Jersey this and that and they would kind of be like alright whatever yeah. just do the qu- ask us questions about the office you fucking do I have a really cute team name that I want you to say <laughs> exactly they don't care that's exact- perfect they're only thinking about themselves so then like when I'm starting to like I like start to bust balls I'm like that's a fucking dumb answer and they're like why would you say that <laughs> like, oh sorry I'm like, I'm but if you didn't preface it with saying you're a comedian then you're just a dickhead with a mic but I do I always would say I'm a comedian and then like I talked to the girl who who helped run it who was great she was one of the bartenders and I kind of like asked I was like hey do you think you could just like I know you're super busy or just somebody go up if just the the validation of a person going up yeah. to bring you up even if it's a dumb thing in like a brewery they're kind of like okay I guess I'll listen right you know what I mean it, I mean it is amazing how setting the tone like it shows you that like hosting even at an open mic like setting the tone for and the expectations of what you're about to go through that's one of my favorite things i do kind of like when a host at like helium or at a comedy club will go up and almost give a rundown to the audience like okay some of you may have been to a comedy club before some of you may not have here's what's gonna happen and it's always like the same joke it's like i'm gonna come up dick joke dick joke dick joke and then you're gonna laugh and then you're gonna order appetizers and i'm gonna bring one of my friends up they're gonna tell dick joke dick joke dick joke And then we're going to bring up your headline. Are we cool with that? Like, I love that because you've then set the precedent that it's like, this is what to expect. Yes. And this is also the the sales rep of me is like, you set the precedent of like, this is what's going to happen. Right. Here's how we're going to get there. Now let's have some fun. No, that's exactly right. And then you hold to it where you're like, I'm going to be up here for eight minutes. So then that way people aren't sitting there like four minutes into your set. Like, when is he just going to bring up Brian Regan? Like. So going up there and just right off the top, you're like, I'm only going to be up here for a few minutes. We're going to be friends by the time I leave here. Yeah. It's so, also cool that you get to kill a minute just explaining. Right. <laughs> you don't yeah, have to you're do like, and minute. six minutes. All nice. right, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think setting the it, – it's like anything. But yeah, that there's been a lot of times going to an open mic or even like a smaller show. Like bar shows are always tough because it's just like you need to get everyone from listening to music and watching the TVs oh, dude, yeah. to now paying attention to comedy. Yeah. So – Going up, and I think I saw Cody Wright do this at one time. Like, he went up, or somebody went up and was like, hey, in 10 minutes, we're going to start a comedy show. Yeah. It was the one where we did at the bowling alley uh, with it was, Splits, yeah. uh, um, Fox. Andrew Fox was running yeah. it. And I think he went up and said, 10 minutes, we're going to do a comedy show. That's all I need to tell you guys. So at right. least that way, it's not just like, we're turning off your music, look away from the sports. Right. Because... I mean, you have to make them aware. You don't want to turn all the TVs off, and if it's a bar and that you're the only, it's just that room. Yeah, there might be a guy that just wants to go there and watch ESPN highlights. Yeah, like you're just in his way. And that's like we did a show in Brigantine like a month or so ago. And uh, it was sorry. No, he's he's dying on the podcast. COVID nineteen. Hydrate. Go get vaccinated, will you? The numbers are peaking and sneaking back in an NJ, and John's one of them. I can't wait till this comes when this comes out, and you now have COVID. And it turns out I did have it again. The next one will be the ventilator podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You thought the fucking laundry in the background was bad. You just hear. 
<laughs> That's going to be the sound right there that <laughs> just, keeps everyone tinnitus again. Just doing Darth Vader impressions for an hour. But, uh, Brigantine. Brigantine. Yeah, we were in Brigantine, and uh, it was just so funny being in like a restaurant, and nobody knows there's a show happening. The, sh- the stage is just literally like a small, like five, you know those like five-inch stages that are really yeah. just like, like a trip hazard. There's really no like <laughs> command of the audience from it. Um, he basically James went up and was just like hey guys we're gonna start doing comedy in about 10 minutes and you could just see everybody kind of like what the fuck did this guy uh, yeah. just say also the, just the phrase of doing comedy to us that makes oh, sense oh yeah but to them they're like what are they gonna come in here and do like improv improv like, or is props. it something is this are, are we all doing comedy no, like, oh, so like yeah. not like setting the tone of like this is gonna be a stand up comedy show right like, and like even then like you have to I don't know. I mean, the show all worked out, like, but there is a lot of, like, I had to go, literally, I stepped off the stage, I grabbed the amplifier, I put it on, like, the middle of it, because the people in the back couldn't hear, yeah. yelling at them, tons of crowd work, so, like, you kind of just got to, like, make do with it, which I think is kind of good, because it teaches you, like, a new muscle to work with, yeah. like, a room yeah. that doesn't give a fuck, which is most, room, most rooms, <laughs> Yeah, but most rooms, most rooms. but, uh, yeah, I don't know, I mean, hosting, baby, have you, are you... Have you hosted any shows? Are you, you? I see like you do a lot of like features. You feel like a good feature guy. I've hosted shows wise. I mean like a high note one, and I hosted out at yeah. uh, Church of Satire in Central PA, which is an awesome little club. I think it's in Hanover, PA. Yeah. Um, guy Jim out there built a club because he basically was just like, I live in this random town. I love comedy. I've been doing it for years. I think he started like in Vegas years yeah. ago. Moved back home with his now wife, and he was just like, I want to introduce this town to comedy right build a little comedy club and he has like i think they just opened up recently so if you're in hanover pa area yeah that's so sick go check out church satire so i hosted there i was supposed to host for the whole weekend but i couldn't stay out there yeah it was like i don't know what the reasons were so i hosted one night but yeah i'd I'd love to i mean now that i'm able to start to get out more and like doing more mics and everything i would love to start hosting shows like we're you and i are hosting this week that's our one plug we can get to but like i'm excited to get back into it because it is fun like i i genuinely like it because it's like a different experience where you're like oh i don't have to go up and just do my material yeah i get to go up a couple times like which is very self-centered so it's it is good you get more face time and it does it's like it's kind of funny like the real and a lot of comedians talk about it like the real sweet spot and people will get stuck here i think is like a feature like you go up you do your 20 you don't have to warm them up the host goes up he's the one right. who eats his dick for the first 10 minutes the headliner is the one who's got to carry it he's got the audience he's got to kill for an hour yeah you go up do 20 hang with the headliner get something like the audience but like, wow this guy was really funny so you get like that clout or whatever all comedians you listen to talk about how much they love that portion of their career right more than headlining now yeah. headlining i'm sure they love it because they're millionaires you know, making money <laughs> and yeah. they're you know they're able to really do what they love but it's like when they were featuring was when they were having like the most fun right and it seems like not to say that's not a lot of work because it's all still work but i don't know you get that feature spot dude oh be fucking sick. Again, that being said, if you have any featured bookings you need, we'll do those too. We'll baby. do those as well. I'll I'll put chairs out. I'll do anything. I'll build a stage. I'll I'll hook up with your mom. I might. I might not. I'll do your aunt. I'll kiss an aunt. I'll cough in your patrons' faces. I'll cough right <laughs> in there. Well, I'll tell you. Speaking of coughing in patrons' faces, I had a clogged food disposal, garbage disposal that had to get taken care of today. That I think the listeners should deserve to hear about. I want to hear it. So we talked about this before that. You're not a very handy man, right? Not a handy kid by any means. Almost poured Drano down there and cost mine and Zach Kummer 
anywhere from 10 to 20 grand for an entire new plumbing system for our apartment. All that being said, the origin, so basically what happened is like one night under the influence, <laughs> I, I'm a big Trader Joe's cutie. Used to go to Trader Joe's, and for whatever reason, I was like, a lot of fiber, a lot of protein. Where do you go, John? You buy beans. In that cabinet to Wait, my left. Didn't we talk about this last episode? Did we talk about pouring it? Pouring beans down the garbage I disposal? I poured beans down the garbage disposal. Well, it all came to a head today when I was like, <laughs> dude, it fucking sm- It's been like two, three weeks. It smells like moldy beans. Which was a and base to the listener who knows exactly what a moldy beans. Smells Everybody like. knows it's a common smell. Moldy beans was also a home run derby guy in the 1920s for moldy baseball. Beans, yeah, it also sounds moldy like a beans. jazz artist. <laughs> yeah, old moldy beans. So I fucking had to put in a maintenance request. Threw Zach under the bus because he's not here. My roommate uh, threw him under the bus. I said when the guy came in, I was like, "Yeah, my roommate made you know a lot of beans recently." <laughs> and uh, it was funny because I was texting Zach. I was like, "Yo, he I made him, but didn't need him. He just made him and poured him down the drain." Straight, well, I mean, that's what Zach doing air quotes did. You're responsible. I love that I did air quotes into the microphone like that made a difference. <laughs> oh, is this picking up, boys? <laughs> special needs, baby. Uh, but uh, so I went, and the guy comes in, and I threw Zach under the bus. My roommate right away. And Zach goes like, dude, by the way, I'm pretty sure there is like a hunk of glass that I just left in there. So I got to, and it's so, like, it's another emasculating thing where this guy comes in and he's like, he's like 5'4", but in my head he's like 6'7", with a huge piece. And like I said, back to the thing, I got an apron on, I got lemonade, and I'm like, look at you, big burly man, help me with my beans. Yeah, the only way you can combat that is like when he walked in, if you were doing push-ups or like... yeah carving something with a knife oh dude it's even worse because i faked a phone call so i wouldn't have to talk to him <laughs> dude it's so funny when you fake a phone call my phone call is still boring and also i gave the guy a name i was like hey chris how you doing yeah i'm here now yep uh give me a second chris dude it's brutal i've done the opposite of that where i texted you one time and i was like hey in three minutes call me because i need an oh, out at I this place that, that i'm at yeah, and it was yeah. a uh, we'll say it was a it was supposed to be a comedy show yeah. it didn't end up being one but i had no out it was right. just me the host and one of the comedians in zero crowd. Yeah. And I think I was the crowd hoping that I could just maybe get on. Oh boy. And I couldn't get out and I was like, hey, call me because I need my phone to like ring and he'd be like, oh shit, I need to take this. Yeah. And I think I acted like it was like important, but they saw Matt Peoples on there. They and one of the people important. knows your name. They're like, right. there's no way he's calling him with something important. Like, <laughs> like, dude, you gotta pick my mom up from the airport. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so long story short, the guy came in, stuck his hand in there, <laughs> pulled out a hunk of glass. It was basically like, you know, these probably shouldn't go in there. And I was like, that's fair. Well, news to me. <laughs> Dude, out loud. It's called the garbage disposal. <laughs> you know, it's glass nap garbage? This piece of shit complex can't digest this glass. So out loud, this guy goes to me, pauses, looks down and goes, is that beans? Are those all beans down there? I know moldy beans when I smell it. And I go, yeah, and my, you know, my roommate, dude, I killed my roommate was making fajitas. I came up with the dish that so he made. So much detail. You're going to like fajitas, but not like your standard. He He's went a, with this chili lime sauce. Heavy that. bean guy. So he goes, oh, all right, man. And just like has to just sit there and just like jerk my garbage disposal off to just get the rest of the shit out. All that being said, it is clear as a whistle. The fucking thing works like a charm. The saga has ended. The bean garbage disposal is ceased to exist. So now, I'm just picturing when he pulled out the glass, he's like, you know this doesn't go in here? You're like, I know, right? And you go and throw it in the toilet? (laughs) That's where broken glass goes. Yeah, Yeah, it goes. Broken glass is a weird thing, like... That was a weird sentence. (laughs) 
broken glass is weird. It's like the broken version of glass. Yeah, you know, what's the deal? I we bought our house two years ago, and the family family, the couple that had it before us, I've talked about them before. I'm convinced that they would just like finish, uh, not even like beer bottom. They would like finish a jar of ragu yeah. and go in the backyard and be like, huh, and yep. just huck it into the grass or something. I literally every time I mow the grass, more and more broken glass yeah. comes out of like weird areas. It's either that or the neighbor behind me when I go to sleep just breaks bottles and then throws them over the. It's a lot of bar which fights. it's hilarious because he probably now I'm thinking about it, this guy. I only met him like once. Yeah. And he's like a stay-at-home son in his thirties. Stay-at-home son. Yeah. Like lives with the parents or something. Yeah, like thirty-two yeah. doesn't have a job. You right. Know, real loser Dork. doesn't own a house like me. <laughs> I met him when I was on the roof of my garage clearing off sticks, semi-drunk, and he basically was like, if you ever want to hang out, I was like, yeah, no. No thanks. So now I'm thinking about it, that guy probably is just breaking bottles and throwing them over, because I keep finding, as you or that, or the guy that lived there before me would every day just take, I also find screws and nails everywhere. Jesus Christ. And he might have just been like, ah, these look kind of rusty, and just sprinkle them around the backyard. This is too, just making Molotov cocktails. Yeah, I don't know what was going on back there, but I just keep pulling out debris. Could just be Italian. Debris families. was actually the fifth player on your <laughs> Debris, Lacy, Debris, Lacy, Debris, yeah. Lacy. Debris is actually kind Echinacea, of a nice name. Johnson. There's a lot of words that mean shitty stuff that are actually kind of nice. They would make like nice names, like a girl named Debris. <coughs> yeah, because there's Brie and then there's Debris. It's like the Ohio State. Would it be D apostrophe Brie. I think it's like D E B. <laughs> no, she'd probably make it weirder. It would be like like a silent R, like R D E B R E E. I like it. What's your favorite uh, sport or favorite like uh, professional athlete name of all time? I have a few. Oh, there's a there's a lot of great ones. There, I mean, but the thing is, like, I feel like most of them are in baseball, and I can't think of what do you got? What do you, you got? That, uh, Mickey Morandini is one That's of my favorites, just because it's it's alliteration. I think right, M M&M. and yeah. M. It flows, and also I think I said this on here before. The announcer for the Phillies. I grew up in the same neighborhood as him. Okay. So he used to walk around like on his daily walks and he would actually practice names like saying them properly. Yeah. So I would hear him and catch him. And then That's I used to always cool. ask him to say Mickey Mordia. It's perfect. I can do it now because he's nasally. If you've ever heard Dan Baker, the announcer for the Phillies, he yeah. talks like this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly what expect. And he would go, Mickey Hamarandi. That's cool, dude. It's so good. And it's such a perfect name. The other name, too, this was never a professional one, but as a kid I grew up playing sports with. His name was Sonny Papalardo. Unbelievable. Which, if that's not just the best Italian name in general. Yeah. But, like, you could, you, and it's, I think he's in California working in film and stuff now, but you, with that name, you need to do something awesome where people oh say your God, name yeah. a lot. You gotta, you gotta be famous. Like, that's like, uh, well, then there's some, like, uh, Manute Bowl. Manute Bowl is a good his one. His son's name is Bowl Bowl. Bowl Bowl, right? Unbelievable. Is, it, is that his actual name or is it, it a nickname? It's B-O-L-B-O-L. I think one of my favorite, and, uh, this I've heard in a bunch of different things is DeBrickashaw Ferguson. Oh, that sounds like that Key and Peel thing. De- oh yeah, yeah. Devoin shower handle. Devoin shower handle. Uh, De- it, that so this is what that is from. Key and Peel talked about DeBrickashaw uh, Ferguson as they introduced that. Yeah. They said that DeBrickashaw in an interview they were like, um, "What's that name from?" And he said, "Oh, it's a family name." He was referring to Ferguson. Yeah. He thought that this interviewer was asking him about a common last name, <laughs> not DeBrickashaw. Dude, DeBrickashaw sounds like a Michael Jackson, like the noises he would make. DeBrickashaw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that all day now. I'm just gonna watch it. Come on, DeBrickashaw. 
Oh, that's shit. good shit right there. Michael Jackson, R.I.P., R.I.P. Bill Cosby. Let's talk about more fun sports Going names. too soon. Uh, more sports names. Who else? I mean, a lot of them are kind of standard now. Uh, no More Garcia Para was one of my favorite ones, and I think that's just, it has like that up and down steady flow yeah. to it. No More Garcia Para. That's got to be uh, Spanish. I don't know what he was. I think he was Italian. I don't know. He married Mia Hamm, who was my childhood crush. Mia Hamm's a funny name. Mia, yeah, two M's. So he, you don't confuse it with the food. Yeah. Also, that's such a, like, a should be like, you should definitely be chubby. Like, the other guy, uh, oh, who's having that a handsome fat name guy? and not being fat it's is crazy. hilarious. Who, what's that other guy? John Hamm. Like, John, John Hamm, Hamm sounds yeah. like the chubbiest guy at a fucking Red Roof Inn. Like, he, John Hamm is the guy that was, like, in your fraternity, was fat, and, like, didn't pull chicks, but you're always like, we need ham bone at the party. Hamm's gotta be, yeah, he's the guy who could, like, shotgun eight beers. He's the guy who, like, doesn't black out, but by the end of the night, he kind of cries and says, like, I wish I could lose weight, but I can't control myself. Yeah, he's not the gorgeous man with, no. like, the perfect smile. Yeah, he's the guy who, like, walks the drunk girl home, and then, like, he goes back home afterward. Not to say that the cool thing to do would be to, like... He always shows up with beer. Like... Yeah, yeah. <coughs> not like DeBrickashaw. is gonna drink out of your case. Yeah, and he's, like, he's, like, old school, where he's, like, I don't smoke weed, I don't do coke, I don't do any of that. Just I'm just chug beers down with to beers. me. John Hamm. <laughs> you think they lifted Prohibition for me to not celebrate this? <laughs> By the way, I watched an hour fucking thing of Prohibition history too, so. Alright, well here, I'll quiz you then. Why did, what was the whole reason behind Prohibition? Why did they start it? Religious reasoning. Was it really? Protestants were upset about, well basically they were so ingrained in normal society that people would just go to work blacked out and that was cool because their boss was too. Like the yeah. way they talked about it, they were like, it was a lawless, awful land. And I heard it, and I was like, that sounds fucking kind like, of oh sick. I'm not mad at that, dude. Drink at work, and you were allowed to hit well, your they, wife? It was, <laughs> that was the thing. It was literally by women that were just like, I mean, my husband just lights me the fuck up. Was, I wish they'd stop drinking. It was literally just women saying, please. Dude, it literally I just was. can't take a punch to the jaw every day at 530. It wasn't there. Anymore. I gotta raise this guy's shit-ass kids while he fucking Logan Pauls me when he gets home from the meal. It wasn't because the Quakers were in the government. It was yeah, they were fucking, that guy's making oatmeal, Quakers. Well, Quakers is a thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, the Quakers. Yeah. But yeah, the prohibition was really just a lot of women... Being like, all right, that's enough. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, we're gonna get to wanting to vote in a couple years, but first, can we yeah, just can we just not not get knocked out every I day? I think they had gotten to vote. I think they got to vote. Here's the, us being fucking, idiots. I have no clue when these bossy broads <laughs> got the right to vote. Next I thing feel like be entering. with the pandemic and everyone being used to working from home again, and now having to. Because they're saying like September is going to be interesting because that's when they're going to, yeah. they're like deeming is when people have to go back to work now. And like mm -hmm. now people are, they're coming up with like new disorders where they're like, I have stay at home-itis and all yeah, this shit, where, which I can't complain because before the pandemic, I work from home. I'm yeah. going to continue after. But I feel like there's going to be a new prohibition because there's, we were talking about this earlier. My friend who I won't say his profession, but he like, he has to go in and out of people's houses all day. He said he went into a house this morning and 11 a.m., there was a couple already drunk cracking a second bottle of vodka at oh, 11 a.m. Wow. And he's like, there were, it wasn't like, a, oh my God, I can't believe it. He's like, they're a well to do couple. And I was like, that's the beauty of working from home. Yeah, dude. If you don't have kids, they're just like, let's get, get a load on. Like, I we're mean, on vacation all the time. It was, it's, sorry, ahead, yeah. it's tempting to not. There are, I mean, so, granted, I mean, I'm straight edge right now. I gave up uh, drinking for five weeks. I just farted. I gave up drinking, and the next day, got this illness so i haven't been able to yeah. enjoy like that i feel i haven't been able to do the douchey thing of like 
you know, I really think we should all give up drinking. I've never felt better about myself. <laughs> yeah. I've never felt worse. Yeah, and yeah. when I tell people, like, you should have kept drinking, that's yeah, probably yeah. what it was. It was what like, my it. body was like, no bourbon? We need to, like, I know. It's like what is happening shut down. But I wonder if there is going to be another prohibition just because how much people are like, I've heard so many people now that are like, I never realized I could do my job this stoned. Or yeah. I start drinking at three because it's like, there's so many people now that I talk to are just like, I don't got anywhere I have to be. I can walk to the bar. Close like, it up. Yeah. Especially you, with like, I mean, that was, was kind of crazy. That was one of the wildest parts of when the pandemic started is like for about two, two and a half months, we all agreed as a nation. We're like, we're, we're going to get heavy in alcoholism for the next eight and a half to nine weeks. I just love the people that acted like, now granted, the pandemic, very bad. A lot of people lost their lives. Thanks for clarifying. Also, John with the hot take. Also, some people it wasn't that bad. Some people, no, dude. but now it's funny that people are like having to go back to work and stuff. They're now being like, oh, this is an impingement. It's like, no, you just want to stop. You don't want to go back to putting on pants. Yeah, like, dude. don't Sleeping put it like lunch. where you're like, this is a, a, a disservice to the society if we go back to work. It's like, no, you just want to, you don't want to have to clock out or you want to, you don't want to lose the ability to clock out at three o'clock every yeah, day, yeah. which I don't know. No, I think it's a real thing. And it's fucking, I mean, I, listen, <laughs> if you're going from the angle of like, bro, if I could fucking work from home for a year and a half, there's no reason I'm going back to hang out with you folks, which to all my work people that listen to this, I'm sure you do love you guys a ton but if we ever have to go back in the office I might take my life <laughs> in the office you go in back the, in day one with a fucking t-shirt gun like it's just in my mouth who was that Nick Swartzen he did that talking about killing himself with a t-shirt <laughs> yeah. gun yeah <laughs> where he just like he gets on one side of the crowd to yell the other side he's like nope yeah. and puts yeah. it into his mouth dude that Nick Swartzen is one of those guys who was so sneakily famous for like 15 years yeah I, well it's funny now too because if you follow him he went from like he had he was at like the peak of like stand he had pretty young and pretty I think early into stand up had a Comedy Central special yeah. that killed I think he was like 20 or and 21. then he did Grandma's Boy and was like amazing in that movie yeah. which I need I, that just came up on my like free movies on Peacock uh, app or something yeah or one of the apps it's like Grandma's Boy was like oh I can't wait this is like one of those it's midnight and I can't sleep I need something to put yeah, on yeah I've been watching a couple of years, but then it went from that to like he was hosting. He basically was the Quizzo guy at a bar yeah. in Minnesota for Vikings games. Like he was on for like the entire Vikings season. That was his gig. Okay. And then we talked about this recently. Someone ran into him. Oh, uh, Nick Grinops. Were you there? He was saying he ran yeah. into him like in South Carolina at like a bar. And was just, I think he said, was like, hey, I'm a huge fan. Like, I didn't know that was you. And yeah. he said, like, I think Nick Swartz and, like, went off the deep end and just was, like, living in a bar town now. And it's just, again, this is all secondhand. But, yeah, it, yeah, it's amazing. You got to see it, too, because, like, in his first Comedy Central special was, like, a thin, healthy-looking guy. Yeah. And then, like, Grandma's boy started to get, like, the white guy under the chin yeah, fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just got violent help, unhealthy he looked. He just looked like... But it all fits the character. <laughs> I mean, that's when he probably started getting more movies. Oh, Jesus. That was a cough spray. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, I am going to have oral herpes by the end of this podcast. That's okay. I think it's probably... That'll be our next sponsor. It's just, like, oral, oral herpes, herpes care. <laughs> We're brought to you by tinnitus and herpes. <laughs> yeah. The ailments pot. What else is... We got a couple minutes left. Anything else new that in the past week I haven't seen you? Anything new? What did we do this weekend? I really st- stared mortality in the face. 
and the dwindling years of my young going out drinking career when my girlfriend and I spent a Saturday night leaving a brewery at 8.45 p.m. to go home to watch six episodes of the iCarly reboot. And I didn't have an issue with it. I, it's so fun now that I've gone through that swing. Yeah. Watching people adjust to, like, oh, yeah, like, the, the joy of being out at a bar and, like, going out all night or, like, drinking all day yeah. is fading. It's fun now to see that in, like, people slightly younger than me. Yeah. Of, like, oh, yeah, I went through that, too. Like, now, like, you're saying... It's if I do go out, I'm so glad if it's like nine o'clock and I'm like, I got an okay buzz. Yep. I can go home. I can be on my couch, safe yeah. and sound. I don't have to be out till three in the morning. Like, it's part, yeah, it's so much better. It's so funny That's to watch that swing. That's the adult transition when you go when you realize that going out <coughs> at ten p.m. and getting home at three a.m. is not nearly as good as going to like a brunch or brewery at like twelve or one. Oh, getting a good buzz and boosting it up to like up. seven or eight, coming home and eating and going to bed. Oh. Whew. Eating and then go, that's a Dan Soder thing where he's like, he had heartburn. The doctor's like, "Are you eating uh, before you go to bed?" He's like, "I eat and then immediately go to bed." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. It, oh, it is so good. It's the best thing. And like we sat there, dude. I mean, granted, my girlfriend's not a big drinker. Personally, if I'm gonna sit there and watch the iCarly reboot six episodes, I'd like to have like a Miller Light in hand. So I was sitting there, like, soberly watching it. And actually, not even soberly watching it. Coming off of a buzz. Oh, coming off of one and realizing <laughs> so what you're doing. And you're also getting, like, that little bit of, like, a post-buzz headache. And you're like, is Miranda Cosgrove hot? Is this the end of a buzz? <laughs> Can I ask my girlfriend this question? <laughs> so many conflicting principles. But, yeah, that's the thing. We are sponsored by uh, the iCarly podcast and Drake Bell, another. <laughs> oh, we talked about him last time, Yeah, right? we sure did. Who we? was the other one that was on that show? That Josh Peck. He's one of the ones. He was, like, an ugly fat kid, and now he's, like, pretty handsome. handsome. Yeah, yeah. There you go, handsome idiot. He turned it around. That's yeah, what we talked dude. about. But Dropped you know what? Pounds. Fucking. He, he has a movie or show that just came out. He just rebooted uh, Turner and Hooch, which What's is that? a, uh, I believe, uh, Tom Hanks. It's a cop dog movie. It was yeah. in that stretch where, like, Dogs were huge in movies. Yeah. It, that was, I think, in the 80s, but then that gave way to, like, Rin Tin Tin, which was a show. Oh, no, the Canine Cop. Yeah. Rin Tin Tin, Canine Cop. That was, like, when I was really young. And then Air Bud and all that stuff. It's coming back around again now where it's, like, we need a dog to be opposite of somebody. And that guy who you just said. Josh Peck, yeah. Josh Peck is now in the Turner and Hooch reboot, which I think is just, huh. like, a Disney Plus exclusive. Yeah, he's a thin guy. And I think he has a lot of loose skin. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough when you go from being like a really, really good guy. Probably hang glide. <laughs> just like a, <laughs> like those flying squirrels. You just have it built in. <laughs> it just flaps in the just air. Just wildly disrespectful. But I think that officially tells you we're out of stuff I was to say, talk about. Well, what do we make it to? Yeah, 57, Fifty-seven minutes. minutes. That's a gold boy. We cut off earlier. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll get into plugs. Uh, do you have anything? So I have the stuff we can plug together. Yeah. Throw that uh, in there. This. We'll be out beforehand, so uh, Matt and I are co-hosting the South House uh, Showcase and Open Mic. Uh, the showcase is going to star Seamus Miller, LaMare Lee, Tyler Wolf, uh, and that is on the 21st of July. It's a Wednesday at South House with an open mic to follow. Um, this, the day this is, we're recording this, 719, uh, you can catch my episode of Strong Words with Ian Strong, which yes. I just listened to. 
It was a very fun episode. Uh, it makes me realize what good sound re- sound recording is and, and how levels work and everything. And I was like, oh, and then I had to come here and be like, what hole do we plug the mics <laughs> into? Like, I went from his, we recorded that episode like two months ago in a nice studio in his house to you and I sitting on the couch here. But yeah, check it out. Strong Words with Ian Strong. He's yes, a Central sure. PA comic. Um, what do you got? A uh, bunch of stuff. So I'm going to just try and throw it all out. Uh, like John said, we'll be at South House Showcase and Open Mic. That'll be a lot of fun. Come hang out. Do some time if you're a comic. And if not, indulge our egos. Uh, Thursday, I'll be in Palmyra. Um, I have to get, I don't know the location. In Palmyra at a venue with Soul Jules, uh, with Aunt Mary Pat. I'll be hosting for her. Very, very funny. Uh, so come check that out. And then Friday, I'll be at Soul Jules Comedy Club in Royersford hosting again for aunt mary pat so let's all pray that i do okay can you imagine i go and i bomb thursday and i gotta look at her and be like i'm so sorry it's me and then i have to like re-release the episode in the addendum and be like matt will no longer be hosting <laughs> i'm not gonna be there friday but friday at soldier 7 p.m hosted for aunt mary pat again so come check that out and then august uh, july 30th will be in new york city mother frumpin babies at big Broadway. Snapple, as they call it big snap big little turtle dick i don't know uh okay well <laughs> the uh, i'll be at broadway comedy club doing a hot bringer show uh so come hang if you're i mean you know and uh that's a good promotion august 4th we'll be at the uh beer fact beer store in springfield pennsylvania Creek comedy august 5th we'll be in the poconos with soul joels again hosting august 18th the roast battle is coming to helium comedy club philadelphia yeah. Myself against the very funny, very cute, very terrifying Lemare Lee. So come hang out. Check out the guy, Do-Rag and Deer-Tag, who I was also on their pod. Check that out on the YouTube. And then August 28th, 27th, Asbury Park. Me and Big Johnny Matzo Ball will be out there doing some time at the Ghost. The Ghost Harbor Creative. Ghost Harbor Creative. It's a uh, $12 show. You can get tickets on Eventbrite. Uh, we can post a link to it. Um... The only thing I'd add in there, uh, August 4th will be my second round of Philly's Funniest. Yes. It's the early show, 7.15. So come out. Reach out to me if you want comps. I think I have some. I, might, I don't know. If not, come out. It'll be a fun time. $10. Just do it. Um, and Matt triggered my brain. I last week beat Cody, our, our friend of the podcast, Cody Wright. Hell of a battle. Beat him in roast battle. Hell you can catch battle. out on YouTube. Uh, but I will be back next Monday to battle... Whoever wins tonight, I believe. Whoever wants the fucking smoke. Um, so if you want the smoke, if you want me to tell you you're a bad guy, then get in the... I don't know I'm getting that. But yeah, that'll be <laughs> next week at the Roast Battle at Raven Lounge uh, next Monday. Um, yeah. Other than that, anything you missed, you can find Matt Peoples at Matt Peoples Comedy on Instagram. Matt Peoples on Facebook. Matt Peoples 6923 on Twitter. <laughs> uh, AOL, my away message is out, but I am still active. So send me an away message or send me a message on AOL and send messenger and I'll get back to you. And uh, and you can find him as Pat Meeples on Megan's Law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good, they got a good headshot for me though, to be honest. So and uh, Monte Comedy, Hacks Comedy, if you look on Instagram. Check it out. Peace. Well, yeah. Bye. Oh, I said peace. Yeah, I did that. No fun, nobody ain't no fun, but a little bit of dancer. Dancer, 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 dancer. No fun, nobody ain't no fun, but a little bit of